white and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory Season 7, Episode 33. I'm Jack. I'm Tyndall. Big Tyndall's back. I'm back with back. vengeance. Good to have you back. Let's go straight into it. So the opening question on tonight's show is, what are your best Spurs music puns? We've been having a great chat on WhatsApp today on the Echoes of Glory group where there's been some fantastic suggestions. But have you got any that you want to... I, I have a list. It's start? the only prep that I've done, to be honest with you. Um, love a pun. Um... <laughs> Just picking some of the best ones off. My favourite one's probably All Along the Potch Tower. Excellent, excellent. Uh, peanut Butter Deli, it's a nice cheese one. <laughs> uh, cane on me. <laughs> and uh, one in, uh, in honour of uh, who I'm doing the pod with, Mr Latchford, Live and Let Dire. Excellent, excellent. There's some great ones. It's quite easy, actually. There's, there's, we've got some, like, the names of some of the players in the team. It's easy to get in, isn't it? Yeah, um, the sun fits in most, isn't it? Don't yeah. let the sun go down. Yeah, you don't even need to change it, no. exactly. Um, I put this out earlier. So these are just some of the, the brilliant suggestions that have come in. Um, ASD, that, uh, that's the sound of Larice. So that's the sound of Larice. That's a good that's one. Quite, that works, doesn't it? That's quite a good one. That could actually kick off in the stands quite it well, could do. It? it could do. Uh, Gareth had a fantastic one. Let me Timu Tinyo. Instead of let me entertain you. <laughs> you have to, I don't think that would kick off in the stands, but it's, it's, it's a good one nonetheless. Uh, uh, Don, uh, what's that coming over the hill? Is it Chimbonda? Yes. Was, uh, that really did make me laugh earlier when I read that one. Um, Dan Hearn, Holiday Dan, he had a couple as well. Lamella, Ella, Ella, A, A. Good. good. Well, I actually had quite, quite a good. cheesy one for Lamella, sort of now and Lamella to the tune of uh, now and forever. <laughs> Uh, I love the ones that don't even really go as well. No, like, the, the more ridiculous, the better, really. Uh, and Dan also reminds us of a fa- an amazing chant. Um, when we, it was a couple of seasons ago when we played Sheffield United in the semi-final of the Cup, and we all went to the One Ton Pub in uh, London to watch it. Um, and there was a guy in there, and we couldn't figure out if he was a Spurs fan, a Sheffield United fan, or if he just hated Spurs, or if he just hated Sheffield United, because he, his alliances were changed depending on the Maybe just hated us. Uh, he may well have done, but he did a chant to the tune of Nelson Mandela, so free Nelson Mandela, oh, Musa Dembele. And again, it doesn't even go, but it was amazing. At the time, we were absolutely wetting ourselves. It was fantastic. Um, Stato, knowing me, knowing you, Sahar. Oh, that's good. That was quite good. That's good. Uh, a player we want to forget, but a yeah. good song nonetheless. Uh, the sun is Alan Hutton, hip, 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 hooray. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. And uh, to rab out of hell. There's enough one. Oh, I quite like one. that. I quite like that. So there's some good ones there. That's so. good. The only one I've got less is Kiss from a Rose, but then that's uh, all of mine tend to be ballads and all yeah. that. So there's a lot about the there. man behind the. That's uh, it. Uh, Purple Cane was another one yeah, as well. Very good. Uh, yeah, we've got some. We've got one game actually we want to talk about. Moving on to some serious football chat now after that, which was our two-one victory at Stoke. Yes. Um, we've got a fantastic away record at Stoke. Like it's a notoriously difficult ground to go to, especially for the big size. Why? Why do you think we do so well when we go there? Well, I think we've got a fair size team, so you've got to be physical against yeah. Stoke as as ever, even with their change of manager. So we don't roll over anymore that we used yeah. to. Um, but also their their defence is weak and we can get at them yeah. and teams that we see a chink and we push our forwards forward the interlinking play that we have 
really enables us not to bully teams, but to just to find that extra space yeah. and the the, the 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 interlocking runs really work really nicely against teams like Stoke, and they're left wondering. They yeah. must they must feel after a game against Tottenham they play two games of football sometimes. Yeah. So it's a real plus point of where we are that we're actually rolling over teams like this now as opposed to where it's all lined up to move up the league we actually do a Spursy version of it yeah yeah it's good good three points that's really interesting because like going back a few years if we went to Stoke and won 2-1 I'd be buzzing I'd be like what a fantastic away win that is whereas now I'm like yeah like, do you know what I mean? My expectations are you will go to Stoke and we'll win comfortably. It's like, almost relief, yeah, three points in the bag yeah. and getting on to the next one, isn't it's it? It's like I didn't I was I was actually away when the game was on and I wasn't normally when you're like trying to find the score and trying to get online so you can check it, it's like there's the stress and I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll check it when I check it, we'll win. It's like I'm I'm not I'm not stressed, I'm not worried about yeah. it. But it's like just the expectations risen so much. We did um, leave it risky towards the end though I believe didn't we yeah. they, they, we let them have some chances and didn't kill the game off yeah, the, well, the first half it, I mean, I've only watched the highlights so I wasn't there or anything like that but it seemed like there wasn't that much in it Juve had a good chance that he blazed over the bar but there wasn't that much Sun had one opportunity for us where he got in and Butland made a pretty good save um, but then obviously there were words at half time and we do, I feel like we do that a lot this season if we're 0-0 or 1-1 at half time or not playing great we come out and the first 10 minutes of the second half we seem to just be a different side I would like to know as well how much of that is Poch and the training staff and how much of it is some of the players standing up now and saying look I'm a I'm a senior player I'm a leader I want to yeah. have my say but yeah. on the, in the changing room but also stand up and have my say on the pitch like Christian Eriksen did in yeah. this game he sort of took the game with a scruff of the neck and said I'm going to win this and yeah. um, it's such Try and get your head in it if you want to, Mr. Kane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, let's talk about the first goal. So there was a, it was a fantastic bit of play from Dembele where he intercepts a pass and puts Ali clean through. Um, Ali's through on the right-hand side of the box and he just delays the pass. When I was watching the highlights, I was thinking, oh, he should have squared it to Kane, but it wasn't quite there. He waits and waits and waits for the Ericsson late run, cuts it back and bang, balls in the back of the net. Yeah, and that's something, again, player maturing, he wouldn't have done that a couple of years ago. Yeah either gone for goal or taking the first pass he could yeah. but to actually it's nervy to wait isn't it yeah. we're all sitting there watching it even yeah. on the highlights thinking he's going to miss out or yeah. the defender's going to get back but it was the right pass it was the right thing to do yeah uh, and fantastically taken goal from Ericsson for. he was in some fantastic form is this the best football he's ever played do you think Ericsson I think internationally as well he got yeah. Ericsson because the, the performance against Ireland was probably the best I've seen him play yeah um, but he's just so influential to the team. Yeah. He's so important to what we do, and he, yeah, one of the first names on the team sheet as ever. Yeah. But one of the things I did want to talk to you about was was Ali. Yeah. Um, because since being dropped by England, he seems to have had a bit of a kick up the arse. Yeah. He seems to be not just finding some form, but mm-hmm. I don't know, being a bit more mature about things. Yeah. And actually, he's not being as he's still getting kicked. He's still getting people trying to rile him up, but he's. Like we just said about that pass, it took a lot of maturity to wait, 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 find the right pass there. And I think that's that stands him in good stead. I think there was a lot of talk, obviously, with his agent changing, that he was looking for a big, big move. I think he's hopefully touch wood, committed to the cause and enjoying playing football at the moment, which is well, it's good for the team and for the country, really. Yeah, I mean, this this is some Deli Ali stats. He's made 101 appearances now, 36 goals. 
which is quite incredible. It's better than one in three. And he's still, what, 22? Yeah. Because the real stat, I know it's not a stat, but the real stats that make me stand up against him is that his initial, I think it's 100 appearances, the, the assists and goals that he's achieved uh, along the lines of Gerard and Lampard. Yeah. And the real superstars of the game. And I think that's... It's a tough thing to keep going for a yeah. start. But also, it's a, it's, a, it's a great start. And it's given him the opportunity at 22 to be almost one of the senior players of the team, really. Yeah. And a player that people look up to and I should imagine has his say in the dressing room as well. He's got 26 assists as well. So that's 36 goals, 26 assists in 101 games. So, yeah. I mean, that, that is a remarkable... For, like, like I said, for a 22-year-old player that has only been playing top flight for a few seasons, yeah. that's in- incredible. Like, there's been a lot of criticism on him this season. At the start of the season, I thought it was fair. I didn't think he started the season all that well. But the last three, three-ish months, I think he's been fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. He's not getting as many goals as he was a couple of seasons ago, but Ericsson's getting more goals now. So, it's like, it's not all about one man. No. And the combination of that front four is just absolutely fantastic and I think some some parts of this season especially in the Chelsea game although he got the two goals Ali I think Pochettino's looked at that and he's almost sacrificed Ali a little bit and gone you come and play on the left let Ericsson go in the centre he's going to dictate play more he's going to get on the ball and make stuff happen you get higher make your runs in behind which is what he did when he first came in the team yeah. he's got bundles of goals just running beyond Kane and he started doing that again now because we've slightly tweaked the formation we've been playing but it, what we're asking him to do the likes of Ericsson's son and Ali is to be intelligent about it as well yeah. isn't it because they're all capable of making the runs in behind yes maybe son and Ali more so than Ericsson and they're all capable of dropping deep and playing that killer ball through so I think they do get given a bit more freedom and to say look you know roughly what position is but if you feel you want to make the run then, yeah. then people back you up with it and I think that comes with having a team that have stuck together for a few years now and yeah. have grown up together and have been successful together let's yeah. be honest about it. the amount yeah. of goals we've been banging in the last few years is um, quite remarkable yeah um, are you concerned at all about Loris because obviously the, the Stoke equaliser was a poor bit of goalkeeping it can happen a few people again are starting to question him whether or not Spurs have outgrown him potentially now where, where do you stand with Hugo I back him I think you have to back your goalkeeper you can't if you start to doubt your goalkeeper, he's such a pressure position that you have to back him and you have to have faith in him. And I think he's a stand-up guy. He probably would stand up and say, yes, it was a mistake, it was an error. I'd rather he does an error in a 2-1 victory yeah. than a than a 0-0 yeah. or against City on Saturday. But I think um, you've got to back Loris. So if if we didn't have Loris, who would we have? You know. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, you'd probably take a gamble on someone like Pope or, or or even who have we got on the bench? Yes, we've got Vaughan. He's prone to a few errors himself. Like as well, isn't he? Yeah, so I think we've we've got a. He's an international captain. He's a he's a yeah. stand up player. So he brings a lot to it more than goalkeeping as well. And I will keep banging on about yeah. this in the dressing room and leadership. But if you look at where we were before our maybe Champions League era when we were knocking on the door. That was the big thing we were missing, yeah. the, the the leaders and the stand-up players. So yeah, I, I just you have to back Loris, unconditional support. I think as well, goalkeepers at, at top clubs always scrutinise more because they're they're involved in less in a game. So yeah. if they make an error, 
So if you're the Tottenham goalkeeper and you make a mistake, realistically, you're probably only going to have two or three shots on target against you in the whole game. Yeah. Whereas if you look at look, someone like Mignolet, for example, he's not a poor keeper, but he's not a great keeper. He's really not good enough to be playing for Liverpool. And he had that season at Sunderland where everyone was like, God, this guy's amazing. It's because he's having 15, 20 shots at his goal every game. So it's like, he looks fantastic because he's making these saves. But the real, real top keepers are the ones that have one shot against him in a game and save it. And there's no error. And when you play for a top side, especially a side that has a lot of the ball, you're not going to be involved as much. So when you are involved, that's when you've got to be on it. And he's made a few mistakes this season. It's not a position that I worry about at all. And his distribution is still sound as ever. Um, and I think that's a big part of goalkeeping nowadays. I think that's with, improved with a lot with him. Oh, it is. And I, yeah, I think he's he very rarely kicks it out as he used to, yeah. sort of thing. And when you compare him to some of the keepers we've had before, it's a. Yeah, you, you stop questioning yeah. him straight away. Exactly. Really, don't you? exactly. Um, the winning goal, which was a, a free kick on the left-hand side, which Ericsson has whipped into the back post. Harry Kane claims he's touched it, and it's gone through and gone into the back of the net. The Premier League have initially awarded it to Ericsson, but we've lodged an appeal yeah. against it. We, I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't, I've never heard of it before. Well, it goes to the old dubious goals committee, yeah, I should think, it, won't it? It's a weird one. Like, what, what do you think? Like, actually, before you answer, Stato messaged earlier, and uh, he said that he thinks the whole thing is incredibly desperate and we should just basically get on with it. Um, said like a true referee. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, my first reaction is that give it a toss. Um, the goal's a goal. And, and, I had, and I had Ericsson, my fantasy team, so it yeah, worked out quite don't nicely. Take it off him, yeah. um, but... I quite like it to be honest with you I think the team has to be behind Kane scoring as many goals as possible because that's the way we're set up and that's that's the way we like to work you talked about assists earlier assist for for Harry Kane scoring is as good as a goal I know it's not but it's 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 what the team are there for to supply Kane with the right ball so I think it's great and I think it also the more I just hope he doesn't annoy the FA too much that when we have a proper decision against us, mm. <laughs> they yeah, to yeah. it against us. I, I hope that they look at it, award him the goal, and then he wins the golden boot by one goal and beats Mo Salah by Actually, one. Actually, I hope they don't give fantastic. it to him. So he just he gets that anger in him again and starts to... He's got about seven against City or oh. something like that. Well, Do you remember he did that last year, didn't he? He got seven in two games. Do you remember? Well, he scored four in the last... last game. Yeah, four and three, didn't he? He got four against... Which is seven. Yeah, very good job. Oh, yeah, quick maths. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it'd be interesting to see what happened to it, but I, I didn't even know you could appeal a goal like that. I didn't even know it was a thing. I've never heard of it before. Well, when you look at the money probably involved, it, there's... that's probably why yeah. he's appealing it, isn't it? <laughs> he's on bonuses and incentives and that. That's probably what it is. Um, we've got a tasty game on Saturday. Uh, Man City at Wembley, 7.45 kickoff. On Saturday. Well, which is uh, a, a first, yeah. um, which will be quite interesting. I quite like that, 7.45 evening kickoff. A few people are against it and like the traditional 3 o'clock on a Saturday, but I, I quite like it. I like the evening. Yeah, game. I mean, it's not the sort of timing you could do for a derby or a, one of the big fiery games because yeah. everyone would be off their, yeah. off their rockers, yeah. but. Um, it's it's gonna add atmosphere. I love a night game anyway. I yeah. love There's something about it. Isn't yeah. There? yeah, there'll be a few sore heads on the Sunday, especially if we win. That's for sure. Yeah, um, it'd be a very interesting one, mainly because obviously City side against Man United in the previous week. They lost the game as well, but they rest or rotated. They've got, obviously, a magnificent squad, but some key players were on the bench for them, which I thought was really interesting. They're playing Liverpool tonight, so tonight's Tuesday the 10th, um, in their second leg of the Champions League game. So I'll be very, very interested to see what type of side does get selected on Saturday. Because he'll go full strength for Liverpool, because he has to. Yeah. 
So, and obviously we don't know how that game's going to go, and that's not for another few hours still, but if you'd imagine they'll be fatigued regardless of what the scoreline is. Well, I don't know. I think there's, there's two factors for me on that, on, on, the, on the game, is that one, like you say, the Liverpool game, not just the physical, but the mental. Yeah. If you come back from a 3-0 deficit to get through to the Champions League, you are buzzing. Mm. Um, and that will have a positive feeling on the team. On the adverse effect, if they don't get through and they lose, because let's be honest, they're expected to beat Liverpool and go through to the semis. Man City's that sort of team where. Do you think they're expected, even though they're three 0 down? No, ahead of the first oh, leg, right, they, they they were big favourites yeah, to yeah. go through, and I think they won't have obviously put their name on the cup already. But some people would have started yeah. putting Man City's name on the cup, and I think that disappointment for those players and for Pep will be quite serious, mm. and I think that they will have a. It will have a negative effect on them. Yeah. But that can again, there's there's ways it can work. And Pep's a good man, man manager, so he will probably they'll be up for the game on Saturday, as they always will be against Tottenham. Um, the other important factor is that Fernandinho is is missing for the Tottenham game. Yeah. He's banned, and he has been immense. I I honestly think people talk about holding midfield players all the time. He is one of the best in Europe, oh. if not the best. Like he's up there. And the way Guardiola's team played with that high energy, that high press, I can't think of anybody that's better suited to play that role. Yeah, because like you say, with the high, the way he's up the field, he's able to pick those through yeah. balls and those passes, as the keeper does, Yeah. Um, as opposed to just winning the tackle and like the Makaleli position. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's definitely a role model for anyone trying to do those positions. Yeah. And you're, I think you're right, he will be a huge miss. But we've got... We've got two fair holding midfielders ourselves, mm. so the the game can be won in midfield, as yeah. we know. And I think if we, without him being there, if we can boss it, we can quieten old ginger nuts, the yeah, goiner, yeah. we can have a real chance. I think the thing is as well with Fernandinho being out is they don't really have a light for light replacement. They don't. You know, like if if for us Dyer's missing, Wanyama comes in, and it's a similar type of player. Because with Fernandinho, if he's not there. They even play Gundogan in that deeper role, and he's not defensively all. They play Torre, and obviously he's nowhere near the player he was, and he's got lead in his boots now. So I think he's going to be a massive miss. It'll be, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Well, it, it pulls De Bruyne in as well. So rather than having that free role of being able to go out and ping balls across field, as he loves to do, or find the open man, he's got to have more defensive role. Mm. Yeah, if we can get De Bruyne playing defensively, we're laughing. Yeah, we're buzzing with that. Um, we got hammered when we played them away. Absolutely hammered. It was 4-1. And Ericsson scored in second half injury time. So they are, they're such a dangerous side. We're, obviously, we're talking about them being a bit of a wounded animal at the minute. When they turn it on, their football is as good as anyone in Europe. So we've obviously got to remember that their attacking players at any moment can tear oh. the best defence apart. So I think whilst we're confident going into it, we need to just remember... And the, the one that, that really worries me is probably Sterling. Because he's got a point to prove after missing a few chances against yeah. United and... He likes playing against us. Yeah. And he's quick. Yeah. Um, considering this is sort of our final like tough game in the league, would you take a draw? Uh, no. I don't think I would either. No. If you'd have asked me that a few months ago, I'd have been like, I'd draw I think especially at the lane, I would, I would definitely want the three points because it's the lane, it's our home fortress. And I think Wembley's been good to us. Yeah. We, we, we've had good form there and I think we need to keep that going. Yeah, I, I definitely think we go for the win for sure. And I think we keep a high line we, we play the team that's going to be out there to win Kane's going to be chomping at the bit to oh, score yeah. a few goals definitely 
Definitely. What's your prediction for that game, for the Man City game? Cool. My prediction is 3-1 Tottenham. 3-1. I think it'll be quite tight. I think, we, I think we're just going to edge it, though. Maybe see a 2-1. I think it'll be nervy for most of the second half, just because. I like to see Super Yan score his first goal of the season as well. It'd be nice. You know what? It, like, when you, whenever he goes forward in games as well, he, he like, goes past people, and I, like, I find it amazing. Like, he's a big, like six foot two centre half, but yet he's got the touch and the skill of like a of like a centre midfielder. I think he's one of them players you could play him anywhere, and he'd pretty much do a job for yeah, you. He's got that fleet of foot, isn't he? He's... He's he's a magical player. He's been magical for us this year. I think he's. Um, is he your player of the season? Uh, I think. Being a defender myself, I do look to the defence, and and, yeah. and and he has been a rock. But I can't really see past Musa Dembele this Dembele. year. I think he's just been a magical player to watch, and I love, I love him, and I think yeah. he's just the way he makes top level midfielders in his leaves them in his wake. is just. It's like men against boys when you see yeah, there's, him. There's no, you mentioned Yaya Torre earlier. Him and his day, they were similar players. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Torre used to open up his legs and walk, yeah. run faster, as Dembele probably makes the pass. But it's just ability to keep hold of the ball. It just reminds me of a basketball player almost yeah. when they're, they're, they're keeping hold of it. It's, yeah, for me, I, he would be my player of the year thus he's, far. He's an amazing player. I remember reading an article about Dembele because be, the question mark over him is always, oh, he doesn't score enough goals. We were reading something about him when he was playing as a kid on the streets um, and they didn't have goals. So what they did was they would have a zone and to score the goal you have to dribble past people and then stop the ball dead in the zone. That was how you scored a goal. That sounds rubbish. I want to play that game. Okay. But you can see why he's so yeah. good at going past people yeah. and just you just you never see the man lose ball. It's incredible. I'm surprised um, he doesn't get kicked more to be honest with you. Cause he... It'd probably hurt. Have you seen the size of his thighs? <laughs> yeah. like, you kick them, you have to go off. Um, after City though we've got in the league we've got Brighton Watford West Brom Newcastle Leicester so it, I mean the fixture list is pretty kind as well and we're 10 points in front of Chelsea at the moment yeah they should I mean West Brom are down um, they're not, nothing to fight for Brighton would be a tough game mm. is that that's, that's away that's it's away. a Tuesday night I might try and get down to that game mm. because I want to go to the Amex mm. that, that will be a cracking game yeah because obviously Chris Chris Hugan, Hugan, yeah. and their way of playing, they will allow us to play football. Yeah. Um, they've got a solid back four that will fancy themselves against Kane. Yeah. That, that'll be a good game. That'll be a good game. And the other fixtures, Watford, they're safe, so you'd, you'd assume that would be pretty routine at home. I'm Newcastle. amazed Watford have done so well. I, 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 I see his walking over Watford, Kane boosting his goal difference. Newcastle, again, nothing to play for. They're pretty much safe now, Newcastle. They've had some fantastic results. They won one away There's at Leicester. There's still that anger against Newcastle for that yeah. stupid game yeah. that, um, that we lost. Was it 4-1 or 4-0? It might have been 5-1. Last oh, day of the season, it was wasn't awful. it? Yeah. Sissoko Taurus won, didn't he? In Pochi's book as well, he, he still goes on about yeah. that game, doesn't yeah, he? So that, he does. There'll always be a bee in the bonnet about Newcastle, I think, so yeah. that'll be an interesting one. Yeah, but I think, I mean, obviously there's the semi-final as well, which we've got coming up, but the Premier League fixtures are pretty kind to us now. I mean, it, we should comfortably finish in the top four now, right? Like, I don't see any other outcome other than Champions I League. Think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's season. done, for sure. I'd, I'd like to see, not resting of players, but I'd like to maybe see some of the squad get a run out as well. Mm. Um, the likes of Lamella. Um, I think should be playing. You've always been a really big Lamella fan, though, from, from day one. And I think this season, and I'm, I'm one of these fans, he's won a lot of people round. But you, you saw it from day one. You always like, this guy's got it. We've got to give him time. Well, he's not only got 
the skills and the ability, but he's shown that he's got he's got the tenacity to play off the bench now. A lot of players mm. of that, you know, that have got skill and that are exuberant players, they don't like sitting on the bench. Yeah. Well, no one likes sitting on the bench, but they feel a bit hard done by. And you can see that every time he comes on, he's raring to go. And yeah. I think he's due a few goals for sure. Yeah, I just I like him and Ericsson together as well. I also like his nasty touch. To be honest with you, he's got. Yeah. He'll put the boot in, and it'll, it gives quite hard. a lot of cards up, doesn't he, yeah. for an attacking player? But like, it's that bite and that aggression without the ball that that's what puts in a once in his side. You know, yeah. um, I think he's had a fantastic season. How would you rate our season so far out of ten? What would you score it? I think the the, the disappointments have been the Champions League. Yeah. Um, but I'd give it a solid eight. Yeah. moving up to a nine even if we just to get to the final of the FA Cup we'll put a nine for me um, yeah I, I think it's been a solid season yeah, Toby's been the main downside of this yeah. season where do you stand on that actually are you, are, do you think we should break the wage structure for him or because we're going to have to break it at some point because you can't have Alderweireld, Ericsson but it's got to be our decision when yeah. we break the wage structure we can't be forced into it by a player because that's not the Tottenham way or the Levy way and I think it's just a shame that such a good player has been frozen out of the team and he's, mm. gonna, he's on his way out basically mm. and that and it comes down to money then it comes down to money if it's, if it's he wants to because he's world class and he could go to one of the big clubs yeah. Like Barcelona, probably the sort of club that he'll be looking at, yeah. and I think if it turns out that he does want to take the step up and join a, a super club mm. for super wages, then fair enough. But if it's just moving up to be hundred grand plus to be one of the top wage earners, then yeah, I probably would be upset with that. Mm. Uh, it's a real, it's a real interesting one. But I think the biggest message for me, obviously, there was the issue, and the, initially one of the first issues was Townsend. And it wasn't over wages, but there was a falling out and he was out, gone. Then he had the falling out with Walker, which was again over wages and wasn't quite sure he to be out. And they were big. I don't think Walker was much of a falling out because he played up until the end of the season. He did well mm. and we all knew he was gone. Mm. And I think that was where he had the opportunity to go and join Pep at Man City. And like, fair enough. Yeah. He's doubled his wages. I think he's won two cups in his first year. That's it. I don't think many people have will have their head turned by that either, mm. um, because we're still building, we're still growing, we're still we, we do need to win something. Yeah, um, that's because that's the only question mark over us now. It is, or oh, we haven't won anything. And if we get we get over the line in the FA Cup, I don't really think there are any more question marks now. Right, that's the only thing left is get that trophy. Yeah, and the Champions League was very disappointing this year. Yeah. Um, the way we lost it as well, but. We learnt from that, and yeah. that that will stand us in good stead. But yeah, it's been a good season. I've enjoyed it, um, and I'm very. You've got to remember as well. This is our transition year, where where we're away from White Hart Lane, yeah. and it, White Hart Lane is our castle, and yeah. it is where we produce our best performances, best results. So it leads to a very exciting year next year. I think Potch is still the main man, isn't he? The 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 most Premier League appearances as a manager now. That's right. He had to red which is he, it's flown by because we've yeah. enjoyed it so much. Yeah. And I think it'll be interesting over the summer as well what business is done because I think Levy's already come out and said we're not going to do an Arsenal and, and not buy anyone for a few years. We 
we're not obviously going to do a Man City and, and yeah, yeah. completely balls out but I think if there are a few players in the World Cup that put their hands up we would be interesting yeah. but they've got to fit in well because we've got a good unit haven't we so we don't want to I keep on reading all this speculation all the time as well about Gareth Bale um, is, is it realistic like do you think that could ever happen that he could come back because it's looking like his days at, at Real are numbered he's not playing that much he doesn't seem as happy the fans are always on his back I don't think Zidane I feel is sorry for fan. him I feel sorry for him he, he got um, he got mugged off in the press today by one of their old, I think it was Morientes someone like that mm-hmm. um, after doing an assist for Ronaldo so yeah I do feel sorry for him but would you have him back oh, such a question isn't it I don't think I think Kane's our superstar yeah. I don't think we need another one and I don't think if they brought Bale back on the wages that we all know he's on yeah. and let Toby go because of money I'd be fuming um, would you, you see, I, would, I, would, I would much rather have out of real than, would you? than Bale 100% see I don't, I don't know we've got I, no I, problem scoring goals we've got no problem with our forward fluency and the fact of, yeah. of, of our attacking play but out of real going leaves a massive gap that needs to be filled. Mm. Um, There's no doubt that we're going to have to go into the market for another centre-half now. Um, well, let's be honest, we're going to have 50, 60 million for selling him. Yeah. Um, but what, what interests me, and, and I think the question mark is, so the start of the season we're playing the back three, Sanchez, Alderweireld, Vertonghen. And Sanchez, for me, has been one of our best signings that we've made in a long time. He's just slotted into that side and from minute one he's been fantastic but we're now we've gone back to a back four with obviously just the two centre-halves so I'm just intrigued to see whether or not he goes out and buys another top top centre-half and potentially reverts to a back three or goes you know what I'm happy with the back four I'm going to buy a slightly younger player gradually bring them through and phase them into the team I'm just interested to see what well, approach he's got he the, takes he's got the Argentinian fellow isn't he Foyth. Yeah, who, who looks alright who is going to be alright uh, and will turn into a great player because of the players he's learning from yeah. Sanchez is still young as well he's just remember that 20 I think 20, yeah, 20 so 21 really it's remarkable young. so I think it would depend on who it would be exactly I yeah. think we would be looking for an international style player some mm. of the likes of Harry Maguire is it from Leicester yeah even a cheeky bit for someone like John Stones would be, be worth a while. But they'll never let him go because yeah. he's featuring England captain material. But that, we, they need to be a ball player. They need to be a solid defender. Yeah. Um, we definitely need someone though because when Dyer does slip into that back three, he does a job, but that's not his role. That's not, his... not He's not, for me, he's not a long-term no. centre-half. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> If we went with Jan and Sanchez next season and one of them got a six-month injury and Dyer's playing centre-half for six months, I wouldn't be too happy with that. Also, because you'd be weakening the midfield when he's not in there, in my opinion. I know some people prefer Wan Yama to Dyer, but for me, Dyer starts all day long. Um, I don't know. Then I don't know. That that's, that's a good question, though. I'm, I'm a Wan Yama flag oh, yeah. yeah, I think he's, he's brilliant. He's, he's, he's a beast and he can get a yellow card and not get a red card, yeah. which is magic the way yeah. he does that. But... But you know what, even just having the debate about what player starts tells you how far oh, the, the squad has come now. Brilliant. It was like there were times a couple of seasons ago, it'd be like, we couldn't even really talk about starting 11s because everyone had the same one because there was, there was literally nobody really on the bench that could come in that was anywhere near the level of the players that were starting. Which is why this year we've got a better record against the top, top teams. Because when, you, when was the game against Chelsea semi-final of your cup last year? 
their bench, they started with Costa and Hazard on the bench. Yeah. And we had Nkudu and yeah. Sissoko on the bench. And that changed the game. Yeah. And now you look at our benches against the benches of, of, of the top sides and they stand up. Yeah. And there's Lamella gagging to come on. There's um, Lucas Moore as Lorente. well. I, know, I actually think Lucas Moore has been, been quite unlucky because he, he looks like he's going to be a decent player as well. Like he comes on, he's quick, he runs at the man. Like He's quite an exciting player to watch as well. I mean, you, the, the old school wingers are not really a thing anymore, but there's something about a player getting the ball and just running at his man. Oh, and that he gets everyone out of their seat and you're like, oh, here we go. Um, so I think he's going to have a big role to play next season. And he hasn't well. he hasn't joined to sit on the bench no. either. I know it's hard because we've got a, a cracking squad now, so they have to rotate. But yeah, like you say, he's it's almost next year could yeah, be his year sort of thing. Definitely. Um, I want to do the quiz, the appearance quiz, which is an England versus Wales special appearance okay. this week. So I'm going to give you an English player and a Welsh player, and all you've got to do is tell me who's made more appearances. So the first one is Cliff Jones against Jimmy Greaves. Cliff Jones. Jimmy Greaves by one. Oh, by one. By one. By one. Uh, you're 3.78 to 3.79. That's a lot of appearances, isn't it? It is a lot. Uh, also, most of these are pretty close. Like, so, they're all, there's about 10 in. Jimmy Greaves is our all-time record goal scorer. How far how how far is Kane off? Do we know? Uh, I can have a quick look and look it up. He's quite a way behind still, but his scoring record, like his games to his ratio, goals yeah. ratio, is about it. But um, I'll I'll load it up whilst we're doing it. Um, but he's not. Do you know what I mean? I see a thing as well about how he was comparing to Alan Shearer's Premier League goal scoring record, and it was like if he keeps up scoring at the rate he's scoring, he'll break it when he turns thirty one or something like that. Which you'd think, oh, that'd be fine, but you never know with injuries and stuff like that. You never know. Or Galacticos coming that's in. That's it. That's it. Well, you, people forget that about Shearer that he had probably about eighteen months like across his career. He didn't play where he had injuries. He, he nearly missed an entire season, didn't he, when he had his knee done? So it's like he could have had nearer three hundred goals to the yeah. two sixty that he's got. Um, second one is Gareth Bale versus Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Gareth Bale, two hundred and three to two hundred and one. I'm not doing very well at this quiz. There's two. I mean, it, it, it's it's guessing most of the time. Yeah. Uh, Simon Davis versus Paul Walsh. Two very good hair pieces there. I have to say. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Paul Walsh because uh, he's a geezer. Paul Walsh is correct. One hundred fifty six to one hundred and forty six. Uh, ben Davis against Nick Barnby. He was a good player, Nick Barnby. Right? He was a great. He was a good England player as well. I enjoyed watching him in the World Cup. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Barnby. Ben Davis. Yeah. 109 to 108. <laughs> uh, and the final one is Terry Yoroff versus Steve Hodge. Uh, Yoroff. Correct. 62 to 54. Nice. Two out, for it. Uh, two yeah. out of five. Yeah. Not the end of the no, world. No, 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 I love no. those quizzes. They're so difficult. I won't lose any sleep about it, Jack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm all right. Uh, I wanted to talk about um, an event that I went to last night, actually, <coughs> um, which was at Hotspur Way. So I had the pleasure of going down there. I took Mr. Latchford Senior with me, um, and it was a networking event for the sponsors of the ladies' team. Um, oh, nice. we, we sponsored Josie Green, uh, Spurs ladies' midfielder. Um, we got to go down there, um, yeah, meet all of the players, meet the staff uh, of the girls' team, which was fantastic, meet the other sponsors. I got a signed shirt from the girls' team. Um, which we're thinking about doing a competition at the end of the season to, uh, for, the, for you listeners. So 
um, will announce something near the end of the season where that could, that will be the prize of a raffle or something like that. We're not quite sure yet, but we'll do something like that. It's, it's a fantastic shirt signed by I think it's twelve or thirteen of the players, which is great. Um, and we got to then go and watch them train as well in the uh, in the dome at Hotspur Way, which is a indoor pitch, which is. They've got aircon in there to a very specific temperature. It's like 4G grass. It's a three-quarter size wow. pitch. And they just work on all that possession and tactical stuff in there. So well, we got to watch it. Talk us through Hotspur Way and the impression you had of it. You know what? I'm lucky. I, it's, that's the third time I've been. And I got I had, a few seasons ago, I got to play a game there. And on a couple day. But it's amazing. Like, you, you drive in and ev- there's just spurs everywhere. I know that sounds stupid, but like everywhere you look, there's the badge. Um, and you drive up to the reception, so you, you, you go you go through the entrance and you go left to the main reception or you go right to the first team reception. Obviously, the first team reception's all guarded and you can't get anywhere near that. But you go into the main reception um, and like I said, it, it's just Spurs everywhere. It's very corporate, it's very slick, it's very professional. Um, I think there's a total of 18 pitches there for all of the youth teams, the girls, the men's teams. Ginormous place it is. <coughs> Absolutely ginormous. Is there pictures of the players everywhere and inspirational quotes? Pictures everywhere. And when you go into the reception area, there's a picture, or there's a, a, a frame of a pair of Harry Kane's boots as well. Nice. Which is quite cool. Um, it's just, it's an incredible place. Um, obviously, it's like, they keep it pretty well guarded and you can't just get which which I get it's a bit of a shame because obviously you want to get as much access to it as possible but I've been there three times now and I've probably only seen about 5% of the whole place because they just don't let you go in certain areas um, but it's an incredible facility and like, I saw um, I saw a programme about is it Melrose the Liverpools yeah. um, there's a great Stephen Gerrard as a coach there that he is now going behind the scenes and it's amazing the respect that the players have for the back, back staff there because it's and I presume obviously the same has to be happening at Tottenham because it's it's a unit it's a team there's there's massive teams of analysts with screens that the players can go into yeah, yeah. at any time and, and analyse the game the nutritionalists the chefs the, oh it's a it's big business obviously it's as we giant, know but it's, it's ginormous and when you go there as well so you go and you're on the ground floor and the, the first floor of the main reception building is all offices and it's for, for your analysts and people which, I mean, working behind the scenes they've got classrooms there for the academy players because um, obviously Spurs does it's more than just you're on the books and you come and train there twice a week they help with like their education and all that kind of stuff it really is an incredible place mm. um, but to actually get to watch a training session I'd an elite training session was fantastic um, and you can just see just like the, the touch the pass just the sharpness of it you can just tell that it's football at a high level how are they getting on in the league this year the ladies? you know what they've, they've done really really well so the, the league structure is a bit strange in terms of that there's no promotions no relegations so they've gone up into women's super league 2 uh, and they're about mid-table which is absolutely extraordinary considering that's their first season plan at that level obviously it's still a semi-pro team like we don't have any full-time pros at Spurs in the girls team um, surely there's the desire to go pro and to go into the top yeah. league the, the way it's working at the moment is to get into the women's super league one it's actually it's not based on merit it's based on bids so basically teams that have got the most money can put a bid together and then the league will like elect them next season to go into Women's Super League. That's horrendous. Absolutely ridiculous. That it's just happening this season. Next season it will go back to being on merit. But obviously the problem is like you've got teams that are not strong. Like West Ham, for example, are not a very strong girls team, but they're putting a bid to go into Women's Super League 1 because they've got 
financial backing <laughs> some they want to do well they want to have one decent team I suppose that's yeah. it, that's <laughs> it. Um, so it's, it's funny the way it's set up I mean some of the players in the, in the Spurs team are so good and they in my opinion could comfortably play at Women's Super League 1 but at the minute it's difficult for just from the financial point of view um, but it's fantastic and the work that the commercial team and the marketing team are doing at Spurs Ladies is, is incredible like it's grown so much this season um, so hopefully next year they can kick on even more and fight out for a promotion and get into Women's Super well, it's League. One of the, it's one of the knock-on effects of having a successful first team that the youth, the reserves, the females, they're, they're, they're all going to jump on that bandwagon and be successful units. Yeah. And also you've got <coughs> Pochettino as well, which if you've read the book, which you are, you'll know he started out in the Espanol ladies team that's how, how his coaching career started which is pretty remarkable so there's a bit of a connection there there's hope for you yet Jack which you know you never know um, might get to meet him one day um, but yeah no it was a fantastic night though and we, we both really really enjoyed it and there I'll be circulating some pictures on Facebook and Twitter and that but um, Spurs will be sending them over at the end of this week so they'll go out next week so you can uh, get a bit of a behind the scenes shot at some parts of it we got to go in like the press room and that was where like the photos and that were done. So it was quite cool to like get so to see. Where... No, 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 like that. It's all they keep it pretty, pretty secure way there. But it's a fantastic facility, and we're lucky to have it. To be honest. Uh, any more? Anything else you want to? No. Want to talk pleasure. about seeing you guys? Come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Remember, whatever happens, future's bright. Future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs! Luscious hair, Super Vertonghen Avliyachenko number 9 Nine from the halfway line Villa's running 81 Under Twin Towers Daniel Levy's transfer steals Harry Redknapp steals on wheels Legend Steve Perryman, MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet Ball and Stefan Dalmatsky I'm playing out what I'll play Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's line green shoes Gareth Benny used to lose Alan Hart and Wheel knew his passport said Spain Berbatov turn and struck Hartsey saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley We lifted the League Cup Maradona 
is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave's Crockney Rays Chirpy the Cockerel Mender shoots from halfway Carol Cobbling the same Clattenburg Waterberg doesn't give the goal Abizela's work of art Tricky Rafa van der Vaart He's got no head but we don't care Martin Martin Yo Lily White's from White Hot Lane Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler Getting to the grounds of pain Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy and to equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel acts Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back And Asimovich Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardlister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Solves a Cora and we drop some aura. Spurs make my dark days bright, but it makes me sad. The sticker was so bad. Robbie Keane in the box, Edgar Davids, Redlocks, Palacios, Stripey Socks, Everson Hattrick, Dave McKay picking fights, European Glory Knights, Terry Dyson go on my son, Tim Jones on the wing. Dean Richards, John White, legendary Lily White. How dare forget? Who dare is to do? Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Allen Gilsey. Lily White from White Lane. Kazuyuki Soda, Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your arse. Liam Walker's page to go. Gus Poirier, free kick Gomez made super saves, he can shake my wife. Edrington loved the cookies. Andy Reid loved the cookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, in got Janola undressed. Point won't give up the fight. Bullfox never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot AVB's deep squat David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, eight foot tall Jürgen Klinsmann's dive Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision Howard Webb's bad decisions Raman Vega playing Sega Sandro's kung fu kick Eric Torsten looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shivers bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to rain very high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily wants from white on May If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Hanson 44 if he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick He showed the world what's best to do The League Cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain, I go to White Hot Lane we like to win in style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football 
simple story will echo with glory.